thank you, thank you for for joining us today. It is um, some Sunday in April, and we have just finished reviewing um, the very first episode of the Amazon uh, Prime series, Them. I did not say this, but you are listening to the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang podcast. I am Mills the Virgo. We got. Oh, I'm Carrie. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Um, so, like I said, guys, we just finished literally watching the first episode of Them. We decided what we would do is because because we kind of came in on the, the the tail end of Lovecraft with this. So we did this with Lovecraft, but we didn't really do it, do it. So this is going to be its own separate uh, show that we're going to do just for them over the next 10 episodes or nine, I guess I should say. Um, that's what we're that's what we're going to do. So so Carrie, um, what was your first thoughts of the first episode of them? Um, I would say it's just, it's chaos at this point. It's mm-hmm. not a clear picture. It's a clear, like we already know it's racism, right? We already right. know the time it's set in, so we get that, but it's what is the underlying bullshit that's about to come to us, um, right. you know? So it's, it's, and then it's, they gave you enough just to be confused. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's how I surmise this, uh, first episode what about you what are your thoughts on it um man i got a lot of thoughts it's just um but you're correct the main thought is is um for me the category is discomfort um discomfort um across the board a discomfort in the tv show period discomfort in the time frame discomfort in the neighborhood discomfort within the family discomfort within the marriage discomfort within um you know uh, maybe supernatural in your house discomfort in your home ain't ain't, ain't no maybe (laughs) on that supernatural um yeah so it's just like um you know it's just discomfort for me watching the episode was hard it was hard i was i found myself hitting the down arrow to see how much more time we had to go because i was i was like like, (laughs) it's gonna be like time out i gotta gotta jog outside right quick i'll be back yeah um so we'll just start at the top um let's do a quick synopsis of what we saw and then we'll go back to the notes that we jotted down um so Mm -hmm. overall guys the show is about a black family who has been uh who 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 moved in 1970 from uh north carolina and they drove all the way to compton california that that's interesting to me um because the drive that's more discomfort the drive alone is discomfort I, I just i'm just not comfortable with that goddamn thing going on in the 70s okay um but anyway 53 in the 50s it was in the 50s mm-hmm. oh my bad what was that little thing that they put up the little thing that it was like in 19 was did they say from something to 1970 is that what it said yeah i think they gave stats okay. of yeah okay okay yeah. sorry my bad y'all 
So not 1970. In the 50s, um, which I guess I could have guessed because it definitely wasn't a 70s vibe. Yeah. Um, they've moved to Compton. Um, Compton, which is, you know, you know, in 2021 and in 1994, Compton <laughs> was the hood, okay? Compton was very black, okay? But apparently in the 50s, Compton was really white, okay? Um, and Watts was, of course, the black area. Watts is still very much the black area. Um, so they moved from North Carolina to California in hopes uh, that the black man has a fantastic job as an engineer, which I think is amazing, um, as some plant. Um, the the wife, there's a, a husband, wife, two, two daughters, and a dog. Um, the... The daughter seems to be about maybe 13, 14. The kid is about six, maybe seven, you know, depends. Mm -hmm. She's a little, she's little, so you really can't tell, but you know, I definitely can tell you that the age range isn't between eight and 30. So mm -hmm. there's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that, that reference in just a moment. Um, so uh, basically they move into the house. Um, the whites don't seem to like it. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, and they start immediately with their torture tactics. Um, the first thing was to for them to leave their homes, leave their homes in the middle of the day. Like they don't have nothing else to do. They didn't have anything else to do. Y'all are y'all housewives and y'all gather all the time. So you don't have anything else to do uh, but sit outside of outside in the sun. With sit your outside. Sticks. Huh? With your cancer sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of smoking, a lot of smoking going on. Um, but yeah, so they're sitting outside. They're playing their radios. They're pointing directly at the house. They're basically, it's basically like it's a drive-in movie at the Blacks, okay? <laughs> and it's like, oh, let's watch them and see what they're going to be doing today. And um, obviously that is um, unnerving. And quite frankly, if that were to happen like right now, I'd probably go out and spray them all. I'd spray them all. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. that. psychological warfare. Um, yes, yes. But it's is. you know, and I feel like it's it's a it's a well, I can't say it's another level because I think that was the intent for them the entire time. But um, um, the the psychological warfare part, like I just feel like it. I feel like how tiring must it have been back then versus how tiring is it now to deal with some of the same things but just in a different light and different way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, just just unnecessary. And y'all don't have no food to cook. Your husband's oh. gonna come home. Y'all didn't have no children to tend to. You gonna have a pregnant lady out here? She's pregnant, pregnant. Um, so I just, yeah, yeah, just no idea. No idea. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's basically what happened. They um, are being ridiculous outside. They get together and have themselves a nice little um, whites meeting. Um, the men and the women are separate because this is the fifties. Okay, so we can be hate we can be hateful together but separate. Um, so um, the men are in there talking about what you know what we what we can do. Blah blah blah. Um, that's where the eight to 30 comment comes from because some white came out of his face and said that the, the older daughter was the problem. And how old do you think she is? I don't know. Eight to 30. Who can tell with them? I just tracing, tracing around with her sexual energy. That girl ain't worried about nothing. Okay. Her hot. Not, yeah. Yeah. You yep. know what I'm saying? 
and yeah. talking about the mud baby that you don't want your son coming home with a mud baby like right. really right really? and so it, you know so it just it just um it just enforces reinforces more stereotypes of how uh, white people see black people have always seen black women um, have you black men all of these things um, we didn't actually touch on okay well I'm not even going to go into that just yet so to finish up the synopsis so basically they get together they decide that they want to um, do something to the dog okay which I think you know you know back then I, I'm certain that this was still a concern um, but even now you know where people mean less than animals um this is this is unacceptable i mean so you're gonna come and take out my dog bruh anyway so um so that was decided that was decided and that was the end of the evening um baby girl is in the bed she is looking for the dog she is concerned about the dog she comes into the living room. There is an entity or there is some sort of thing in the house, okay? Um, that is not, uh, does, it doesn't appear to be a human, okay? Um, like Carrie stated, it's definitely supernatural um, at this point, we believe. Um, it strangles the little girl. She goes to bed. Everything's fine. <laughs> Mom wakes up. Back it up. <laughs> back it up, back it up, back it up. So... <laughs> Yep. I don't know. I don't know how you were at, at her age, right? At this young age, uh, you're not quite in kindergarten. You know, you're in the preschool age. But if you weren't afraid of the dark, I would still think you would be afraid and vocal. So I, I don't yeah. know. I, I need to talk to. I, actually, I don't need to talk to anybody raised in that time frame because I know that they would have been screaming and hollering. So I just don't understand why she realized when that thing stood up and was moving so slow towards her you didn't even hear any footsteps you didn't nope. hear floorboards creaking you didn't hear scuffling shuffling on the floor it's just kind of slowly floating over to you you don't even scream now get it you're a child you can't process this but you could process it enough to scream mm-hmm you're scared <laughs> yeah 100 percent um, I agree with you. Um, so my main concern about this scene was definitely that she didn't scream, like you said. My, also, my concern is is that you come into the, the living room or the, the kitchen, because she's not quite in there. She's at the hallway. She's, in a, she's at a good distance where she could definitely wake the whole house up with screaming, okay? <laughs> like, you're not far from the parents, you're not far from the sister, okay? Um, this can happen, this can happen. Um, like you said, the child, get the thing gets up, it's tall, okay? It's tall, it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar tall, okay? Um, and it's moving slow, like the grudge. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the child didn't do that. Um, you, you mentioned earlier, oh, well, she went back to sleep. I'm willing to think, like you, you kind of hinted on something. Maybe she's dead. Maybe he it killed her, and maybe it's a like a not real. Or maybe the thing strangled the shit out of her and put her back in the bed, and she literally doesn't remember how she got back in the bed. We don't know that yet. We don't know that. Well, yet. I I think it's that the dog might have intervened. It was going to kill her, and I because the dog, you know, unfortunately paid the price for the family at this point in a. Hopefully painless, quick and painless way. Don't really know. But um, I, I wonder if the dog 
because the dog has been sensing something the entire time. But yeah. I don't know why people don't. You listen, when my dog bark randomly, I stop and look too. <laughs> I mean, like, what? Yeah. What you bark yeah. at? Because I didn't hear nothing. So I need to know what you know, because y'all experience and sense things that we can't. So what's up? Okay. So, um, so I feel like the dog might have like came out and intervened. But then again, if it did, I also feel like the pet. Now, kind of, I'm talking myself out of that thought because I feel like the family would have been like, "Why is this dog like, Arr! like barking and yapping and you know what I'm saying?" So it would have been a some noise. So I don't know if both of them were quiet. So yeah, that maybe the little girl is deceased. The concern I have, the concern I have with your theory is that the the entity had the dog's collar when she came door. yeah well it was on oh, the door it was already she dead had the, yeah yeah so she already had the collar in her hand so yeah it's just it's just too much it's too many things i don't know what the fuck happened i don't know mm-hmm. what happened mm-hmm. but yeah um so so like we said guys the family if you could imagine you know that little family thing that people put on the back of their cars you know like the husband the mom mm-hmm. the two kids the dog all right so just cross the dog off and this episode, the dog didn't make it. Okay, now we're down to the husband, the wife, and the two kids. And I pray they all make it to the end. But you know what? Sometimes things happen. So yeah, um, yeah. So I wonder. Uh, I wonder if, and we don't know. See, I, I told it was a bu- it was a bunch of a lot of information, but then a bunch of nothing because yeah. you can't piece it together. Because now I wonder, did it already get to the little girl for her to be singing that song? Or because she's so young, could she sense something? But kids tend to, you know, at least how you see it portrayed in movies is, oh, my friend such and such. Like, cause the mom asked yeah. who taught you that song yeah. when she was singing this one song that was in the dream um, of the white toothless uh, Gumby mouth lady uh, talking about she wants the baby. So, um, yeah. we you know. You know what dog? That is the baby, the son. You know what? I didn't, when you said it earlier, cause we didn't touch on, we didn't tell these people about this vision that the woman had. The vision she had when they was driving from North Carolina to California at some point, she had this dream vision. I don't know if this was something that happened for real. I don't know if this was just a memory or if it was just literally a dream, but some white lady comes to the house, um, the dog, is getting agitated much like the dog was agitated in the new house um and she goes outside finds this white lady she comes up here singing this old ridiculous negro spiritual we would we would imagine something like that that white people love that black people definitely wouldn't be caught dead singing and um you know um she then asked for the baby she asked i want the baby and i just don't understand that so i mean I'm concerned now because is the woman actually, um, like, is she actually touched or was that just a dream? Did the sun exist? You well, know? the sun did exist because that, that box, that wooden box that had the initials that she went and put in there and is she kind of what that box was? I think that is a box of memorabilia for the baby that they lost. And she put it in the basement. So that's why she went in the basement to kind of put it out of sight, out of mind versus having it under the bed, but still having it, I guess, semi-close. So I think they had a son and that son might've passed. 
And that might be part of the catalyst that helped them that they just transplanted, which might be why the little girl was saying, oh, you know, are you still, you're not crazy anymore, are you mama? So I think it was the mom was grieving the loss of the child. And of course, the little girl just thinks it's crazy. Why is mom crying and probably doing all of this stuff and just heartbroken over the loss of your kid? So I feel like that might've been the case. They just haven't spoken on it. We hadn't seen like, even when she was putting the stuff, putting the books on the bookshelf, we haven't seen pictures yet. We haven't seen them put any family yeah. pictures out. So um, I think that will help explain some things, but I have a feeling the baby was real in the dream. We just don't know how she lost the, like how the baby died. Um, yeah. So that's what I think. I think that box was memorabilia from the baby. I was wondering, cause I wrote that down. That's one of my questions. It says what's in the box slash suitcase. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, interesting. Um, I, you know, it's crazy. I watched the same thing, didn't even pay attention to that. I, I had actually forgotten about the baby boy uh, mm -hmm. until you said something because as soon as she woke up, I was like, oh, that was a dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't necessarily, I wrote it off. Uh, but yeah, that is a, mm, that's concerning. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, we could just go down the list of notes if you want and um, go from there. We already talked about my first note was the first scene. White bitch, can she have the baby? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my and, notes. <laughs> and my my question or my concern with that was, why were you letting her get so close? Um, why was she rubbing and petting the dog for so yeah. long? Like that. Um, I didn't like you that. You know what I'm saying? So it was just very, very weird. And then you hear the, the you, then you realize the dog has run off. You hear it kind of barking. I don't know if it was any yelps or anything. So I don't know if she, mm -hmm. like you said, I don't know if the mom is touched, like she can sense things and yeah. the dog eventually died. So I don't know if that's the, the case or what the significance is of that lady that was singing the same song that the little girl was singing. So it's it's kind of that dream. And that's why she was freaking out, like who taught you that song? Yeah. But so how are they connected? So it must be that she has a sixth sense um, with these things. Some of it isn't where she was sitting at the kitchen table, putting the bullets in the gun, like these motherfuckers outside my goddamn house, <laughs> fucking with me. Okay. Best so, scene ever. <laughs> it really is. Um, um, but I'm disappointed in the husband and his na naiveness to, to just be, I wouldn't be sleep. It's all these, this is not that I'm the first night. We not going to sleep. I'm sorry. Uh, the kids will, but we not going to sleep. Um, well, and that's yeah, if they that, can if they yeah. can sleep you know what i mean because like you're, you're right like uh we're gonna be on a high alert for the first week or so How about yeah that? you know yeah so yeah yeah mm -hmm. i i totally agree um i had i had this goes hand in hand because above that that first note i had patty labelle because the song comes the the show comes on with patty labelle singing somewhere over the rainbow which typically is fine but the way that the, the 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 visual was set up and it was like red and it was it was really deranged it was very yep. deranged and then yep. i put amazing music again because after that after that was um the uh, uh walk on by isaac hayes yeah. which is an extremely like for me that's a very powerful song so when you put that in a film powerful stuff is about to happen okay Mm -hmm. um and it was yeah it was facts yeah. um powerful things did happen um so i did have those as a note um and i i the music 
so yeah, the music was good, and I like how they flipped it, and so how you kind of, because I don't think that, and I can't describe what it is, you could probably, you, you would know, but where they, they drop the tone, so you're singing up here, da -da, you drop yeah. it down, it's like Slow that it little thing. So That's it, it was kind of, it was perfect to kind of flip the scene because I knew it. I knew something was going to flip with the music because I was like, nah, this is too cheery. Okay. Yeah. You ruined the song. Okay. All right. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't have to hear it again in my life. But no, they <laughs> right. did a good job with um, kind of transitioning, transitioning the music to um, get you to the next scary part of the scene, the flip side. So. Yeah, I agree. I did whoever the music editor is I, i'll be paying attention to see who that is um music editor for um lovecraft was like Raphael sadika if i'm not mistaken or was that insecure one of those shows on hbo so it's like the music editor to me is very important so i'll check out check that out and see who this is um uh i don't know if you have a note prior to the pause that we did at six uh six fifty seven mm-hmm Minute six fifty seven, we we paused the shit because it just it had just come on. It, it, we had seen the white lady with the crazy with the crazy song, the dream. They're driving and and they get into the neighborhood. The whites are like, "What niggas?" And yeah. um, and I mean, the running, running. That yes. bitch ran in the house with the food to to call then call the one head <laughs> white lady. The street. Yeah, yeah, across the call across the street to let him know. Exactly. So, um, but we paused it right there because I was already uncomfortable. Just the way that it was coming on. Um, and I don't know if you noticed, but the way it was coming on, it had like red lines. Mm -hmm. Like it looked like lots and red lines, which I thought was interesting that they would do because uh, most black people were redlined out of really nice neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So um, I thought that that was the interesting thing that they did with that intro. Um, so to interject, sorry, it says it's yeah. a Mark Corvin. He's the composer, music department director. So okay, okay. So uh, yeah, all right. Come on, Mark. Very good. Very good. Did you have any note? Um, I'm a pause there where we we pause at six fifty seven. I think I hit like three notes. So yeah, no, I just the things that were concerning to me is her, the wife. Um, zoning out while driving um yeah. and well while riding um so uh Livia is that her name Henry is the husband okay yeah I think it's Livia or, or something like that uh but she was just zoning out kind of having little flashbacks so to speak or you know just I don't know it was something mm -hmm. it was just weird so it made me wonder what what is it with her because it's, right. it's again, it seems like it's a sixth sense. So like the entire time, as as I'm watching this, it just seems like she knows something that they don't know. Yeah, so. I agree with that. I got the same vibes that like she she couldn't stay focused because she's got you know what it almost reminds me of. It almost reminds me of how aloof um, uh, Lupita's character was in Us. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like, you know something's coming because she's not even focused on the here yep. and now. She's thinking yep. about this other shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what the vibes it was giving me. And I was like, Chad, I don't know what you got going on, but here we go. And um, the upside down, is there an alternate, you know, um, 
still got to go back to us because it was underneath, you know, mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. that they were connected, mm-hmm. you know, um, because like you said before, there was a scene in there where the little girl was singing that song that the white lady was singing and then she like slapped her, but it didn't look like she actually slapped her in the here and now. It looked like she got slapped in the under and in, in the upside down. I'm going to have to rewatch that to, to really see, but it just, it was so fast. I was like, so did she, Cause she her called her stupid. And I told you she called mom stupid and and mom slapped her. But yeah, it did. It did kind of say that Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of flickered or something in that moment. I agree. It seems like it was a so was it her snapping and not realize like, you know, what I'm saying I feel parent like parents have that moment where your child says something to you and you are not there with them anymore. Y'all not in the same realm. So I don't know if it was that same parent thing where your parents go off and almost murder you because who were you talking to? Uh, Or, you know, so I don't know. Um, but it was an interesting scene. But then again, that's when the little girl said that about you not, you know, um, you know, crazy anymore. So mm-hmm. it it makes me wonder. Yeah. And now that you say that though, because the little girl seemed aggressive, didn't she? At that she point, did. she seemed really. She changed. Sweet. She was really, really sweet and just, just innocent. And then, but she seemed just. She changed. She changed. Yeah. So I don't know what happened with that. I was like, so it's like almost like she was connected because it kept flicking back and forth to the red, the upside yeah. down, I'm going to call. And so it was almost like she was connected in that moment to that other stuff. How? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm concerned for the little girl. But me and Gracie going to fight because she don't do shit that she need to do. Like, come on, bitch. Come on. Come on, bitch. All right. Now, my bitch from us, who is also big sis in this one, um, mm-hmm. she was the shit in us. So if she is not the shit in them, I'm gonna slap her face off. Okay. With yeah. that bitch. I know she can't control the script, but still. But and it's also that it's, so it seems like they if they are, if something's up with the little girl at this point, especially with this mark on her neck. Mm-hmm. Because what did you give her? An Indian burn on her neck when you was choking her? Like what was happening? So right. or was it something on your flesh, like touching her and right. it, or, or is this not her anymore? Um you know yeah so I, I i don't i don't know i don't know yeah i'm concerned um what did i say after that i said the red line thing already oh the real estate lady um tripped me the fuck out when <laughs> when they came out there and she was taking the sign up and yep. she was she was trying to hurry up <laughs> because she did not have time to mess with yep. these parents okay yep and it was just so funny to me she was, i don't know what she said but she said a, a lot of expletives and um it was very funny to me but um yeah real estate lady seemed like she just did not have time for them crackers and she was ready to be done with that neighborhood so um good for her i guess but um oh wait a minute yeah everything over yeah i was looking at my note and i couldn't read what i said because okay the worst handwriting known to man so at this point like once we get to the real estate scene the family arrives they realize so if you go back to when they were riding and like they were kind of chit-chatting in the car amongst themselves and the daughter Mm -hmm. asked are there any negroes like bruh like everybody's asking you the right question kind of get a feel for where they're going only you know that you're taking them to the stark white neighborhood and they find out as they're riding into the neighborhood and it's like the just jaw dropping <laughs> like what yeah, exactly. so um 
I'm disappointed in the husband. Yeah. Um, Henry. Ditto. I believe that's his name. He sucks. And um, why would you take that? Why would you like, maybe you don't want to tell the kids, but you got to tell your wife. Why would you not tell her? Right. Um, yes. And, and what you're and, referring to is the, the covenant that's in the, the, the mortgage papers that says that no one of Negro blood can purchase a house and live in the neighborhood, basically. So, I mean, they had it <clears throat> in black and white that only white people could live here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, no blacks could live here. Let's just mm-hmm. be clear, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And he knew about it, didn't say anything. They come rolling up in here. The, late, the wife is smart enough to look at the papers or privileged enough to even be able to look at the papers because think about any other husband-wife situation like those white women, they didn't look at no papers. They don't know mm-hmm. what them papers say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she was privileged enough to be able to look at the papers to see what it says. And then here come the real estate agent. Oh, don't worry. It's not enforced anymore. It's not da 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 blah, blah, blah. Which reminds me of a lot of ignorant laws that are still um, in effect in South Carolina that are not, you know, enforced. So why not just, you know, get rid of it? You know what I'm saying? How about just remove that verbiage from the actual paperwork since it's not um, valid anymore? That makes sense. So I didn't like that either. And I agree with you. The husband is not, the husband is not, I, I, we were talking about this before, right? So the biggest issue for me in this discomfort is that they have to be or are the firsts. And black people have oftentimes had to be the first often or the only first or only, you know what I mean? And I think about even in high school when I was in classes, I was legit most of the time the only black person in the class because if I were taking pre-cal or something like that, the higher you go, the less diversity you see because Mm -hmm. who's being pushed for that? Not black Mm -hmm. people, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so I know what, the situation is you know what mm-hmm. i mean and you said you, you know you you indicated that you wouldn't be the one with young kids being in this type of environment i agree with this situation um because it just seems uncomfortable it, it you know if, if i'm concerned about them sitting outside of my house all mm-hmm. day long my kid has to leave the house and go to this bus stop with these ignorant people's kids Okay. And there's power in numbers and y'all are acting like the idiots in the scary movie where you go separate ways. <laughs> Stay together because there's more y'all together than y'all can handle hopefully handle it. So it's like you're taking them in a situation and I think it was a poor decision because she was not aware. So to me, she can come in with a certain game plan. She can get the girls prepared for it, but you blindsided them. Like you mm-hmm. took that choice from them, right? So obviously maybe at this point he makes the decisions um i don't know because she did talk about her her students from where they were in north carolina so she probably did work back there um so i'm upset with him for for taking them to that house and putting them in that situation and also trying to be ignorant or naive and nonchalant like again if it's people sitting outside my house and y'all moved from North Carolina, so it's not like you weren't down south and didn't know what could and might happen. Especially because if if this is in the 50s, 
Y'all, and I'm just gonna imagine you got these two kids. So y'all gotta be in, let's say your late twenties, early thirties. So mm-hmm. if I think about when you were a child and coming up, I know you saw some stuff in that area, you experienced yep. some things. So why would you put them in that situation? and not allow them the opportunity to kind of get their footing before they're thrust into this. So now you're going into this workplace and you have to deal with the racism there. We haven't even gotten to see the daughter at school and what that experience was like. Um, So that is interesting in itself. Um, and, And then you leave your wife to have these people outside her home by herself. Y'all ain't got AKs. Y'all ain't got, you know, she just got this this gun in here, but you know, she can take a couple people out, but if they also have weapons, she, you know, what you're, le- so you're separating. You put them in the, the worst situation. Uh, just upset. I'm upset about it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm torn in this situation because I'm of the mindset that somebody's got to be first and that there's always a first black person in class, first black people in the neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, I can understand why he feels the way he feels. You know, my girls will get what they deserve and not necessarily what's comfortable. I understand that. Um, To have grown up the way that I grew up, I can't not understand that. So, because I felt, I felt like, um, Hilton Head was cool. Hilton Head was cool. It's, uh, more of a diverse place than people think, but then it's still very white. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's still very white. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I get that the idea was for me to stay in school over there or whatever, even though we had moved out of district because of the differences and all of that. And then we just had to adjust with what we had to deal with in order for me to go to school and leave, you know, an hour early, all of these things we had to do, whatever it was. So I get it. People make these types of sacrifices, Mm -hmm. but like you said, the people are sitting outside of the house with with tables. They put tables up. They got radios on, okay? And they're drinking tea. Like, it's demented out here. It's demented. Yeah. And, the, white, and so, the black man at the job, right? He like, oh, yeah. you crazy over there. <laughs> That's another yeah. right flag, sir. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but you, so you got in your car and backed out the driveway and left your wife in this house with these women sitting outside. And I get it. It's just women. So you think what could happen, but it's still more of them than it is of her. That's true. But also, I mean, what is he supposed to do? He got to, he got to work to pay for the house. He got to work. He can't not go to work. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a very... It's a very uh, black situation. You damned if mm-hmm. you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. In this situation, maybe if both of my girls were older, I'd be a first. But at this point, when we're separating, like at least they could hopefully be close in grade, so you're in the school together, so you got each other's back. Then me and your father yeah. can fend for ourselves out here. But at this point, you know, separating everyone. Um, and then you get the rude receptionist at the desk, not even just dismissing him to the kitchen yeah and and saying you know the black guy offering to take him i don't have time for anything like this bitch what or whatever she said yeah that's what she said no that's what she said Uh uh-uh yeah i didn't have time for that raggedy hoe either i didn't like that at all yeah it's it's a lot of (sighs) discomfort okay 
And I just, I, you know, like I said, I was checking to see how long we had to go. Because I was like, man. But then, you know, toward the end of the episode, it started getting actually good. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it, I know that they can't not do the racism, the racism, but it would behoove them not to stay on that and to let's roll into the supernatural stuff. Let's roll into some other stuff. But obviously the racism has to play a huge part in it because it's probably something real demented going on. You know, uh, who knows, you know? So I yeah. So, yeah, that house sat vacant. We don't know how long it sat vacant, but it sat vacant for a reason. Because what, what, who wouldn't have um, moved into that neighborhood that was white, right? I, I, mm-hmm. So why was it vacant for so long? What happened right. that people know that you moved these people into? Um, kind of yeah. like in um, Lovecraft. They moved, yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah. So. What do y'all know about this house that we don't know? Good question. Yeah. And I think that was a huge mistake. If if what you're saying is correct about the stuff in that little suitcase thingy, that little box, Mm -hmm. I think it was a huge mistake putting that stuff down there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That seems like a recipe for a disaster. And Um, then where she put it, I was like, is that a furnace? Or is that a, like, what, or what is that even? I thought she was going to, there was like an opening above it. I thought she was gonna look up there to see what that was right there, because that makes sense, because you might have to shoot from there at some point. Um, yeah, it was like a little, it looked like a mail slot, but it, you know, you could see kind of, okay. you know? So, yeah. I didn't just, even see that, didn't even yeah. see that. Why would that be right there? Yeah, well, because those houses sometimes could were used, the, the basement was like a bunker type thing you could kind of mm-hmm. shoot out of, mm-hmm. like that, that. that's the only thing, but yeah, I don't know. That's, it's weird. <laughs> But the lady said, the realtor said it's rare to find the base, uh, have a basement. So that yeah. in itself, so it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Why is this house so unique that it has a, okay, so it has a basement. It has this feature that you don't see anywhere. We got this extra, a lot of it's questions. It's so nice. It's a nice house and it hadn't been, and it's been on the market that long, you know? So yeah, it's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. I had, um, this is a side note. Was that Jenny Garth? Um, Kelly from 90210 as one of the bitches um, in the group. <laughs> it really I looked did. like her. I would have to look at it again. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna say the one no, that had but... the one that had the NAACP joke. Yeah. No. I, no. I don't. I don't know. I know that she was also she when Gummy first popped in my head. I'm pretty sure it wasn't her because it was that that gum to tooth ratio um, <laughs> threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I already don't like her. Yeah. I already don't like her. So no, it was not her. It was You're right. Her. And you know what? It might be this other girl that does look like her. It's, it, she was on some show and I was like, is that Jenny Garth's child? It's just like her. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, and I even wrote down everybody gotta deal with craziness from the job, from the crazy girls, and then we like you said, we ain't seen them in school or nothing like that. Um, we saw them at the bus stop, but nothing was gonna happen with the mama right there. But these kids wasn't gonna do shit. Um yeah. and you know, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I I'm I'm concerned. I'm I'm concerned. I don't know what's going on with that scar. If if it's anything like this show I watched on HBO, what was it called? Um, the Outsider, where like the 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 spirit or the demon would jump into the next host, and mm-hmm. they would have that mark. Um, that's the only thing that I can think of. But I I'm concerned about Lil Gracie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
mm-hmm. and Big Ruby. I got a feeling that she needs to be the gangster of the family because the daddy is clearly ignorant. And yeah. um, the mama is, we're not sure if she good or not. And, um, but right now, the way that the episode ends is that um, she's outside. Once they found that the dog has been uh, murked um, in the basement, Okay, um, she goes and grabs the gun and she goes outside and she started um, screaming at the top of her lungs. Um, uh, and the whites come out their house and they're like terrified. Oh, oh, and how well, was they weren't even so out there, but yeah, they well, she's out here, so they had every right to be scared in that moment because Fuck that. because I, I, so they weren't the ones to cause whatever happened in that house. So, what drove her crazy was someone or something was in here with my kid, and she's got this mark on her neck now, this mm-hmm. burn mark or whatever on her neck, and you killed the dog. You've done all of yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's out there rightfully just flipping out in this moment. However, yep. they have every right to be like, oh no, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, so, um, you know, but I feel like that's going to reflect poorly for them. So you have to control how your anger is. Um, you can't just be out here waving the gun. Um, but, uh, I, I get it. And it's, it's still justified, but I'm also looking at the time and the era and what's mm-hmm. happening and just yeah. think that's that's a poor decision. Um, they could impact his job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, you know, that neighborhood is probably people from there. So they could see them as unstable or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a good show. I need to learn more about the basement and what has happened in this basement, but it just is pure evil. It just gave off an evil vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, most of the basements in movies would have that vibe. So it's the fact that the dog went to the door and was pawing at the door, but wouldn't go downstairs. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, so that, that's why we don't ever need to go down there. If the dog won't go, then what are we going for? Mm-hmm. I know if Kobe don't go, I ain't going. So. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But yeah, yeah, okay. So we'll we'll keep watching. We'll go ahead and um, we'll go ahead and wrap here, and we'll see how episode two goes. Uh, we we we'll see how this goes, Lord. So, wait, did you have anything else? Mm-mm. Yeah. All right, we out. <laughs>